I got my Dr. Pepper over here. Holman, what do you have over there? You got some weird energy drink. That 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 one over there. Uh, the, it's not uh, mine. I don't claim it. That oh, that's not close. yours. What is that? If I've got a uh, natural mountain spring water here. Oh, this Bang Blue Raz is not yours. No, why would I drink that crap? I don't know. It was in front of your computer over yeah, there because you left it there. I don't drink that. That's what you pulled out of the refrigerator, and then you went, ooh, and then you left it on the counter. It's literally been here for three weeks. I guess I did do that. Yeah. Hmm. I want nothing to do with that. I purposely forgot about that, apparently. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, not going to drink this, Bang. Why? Just, I don't do do, uh, energy drinks that aren't Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because you're a sponsored Monster athlete? No, I wonder. I think it's killing me, actually. I probably shouldn't say that because I don't want to slander them. Um... Allegedly killing you. Allegedly killing me. Uh, you know, I I've, I think um, I was complaining of some symptoms that uh, my wife thought were like were ulcer-like. Oh, my. Yeah. And then uh, my back is starting to go out, and I think it's all just the uh, the, the, the guarine or whatever the hell that they- stuff was supposed to preserve you better. See, that's yeah. why I stick to the good old Dr. Pepper. All natural ingredients, none of that crap. Just It's just- it's just pure nutrition. It's <laughs> just sugar. Hey, lots li- of sugar. Listen, there's a lady in Texas who who passed away a few years ago, but she lived to 106 years old, and she credited her long life mm-hmm. with Dr. Pepper drinking. And you know what her quote was? Her quote was, My brain is malfunctioning. No, her quote was, I've had lots of doctors over the years tell me this is bad for me, and they're all dead now, and I'm still <laughs> here. So kudos to my hero, Elizabeth Sullivan, I'm sorry, she drank three Dr. Peppers a day for over 40 years. She died at 106. It's going to be fine. Right. No, it's documented <laughs> on the on the Google. That ain't true. That's not true. Mm-mm. It is true. So get your facts straight. No, and like <laughs> me, she was a huge baseball fan. And I believe she threw out the first pitch at like 105 or 106 years old for the Texas Rangers. You're And you're going to be dead at like uh, 60. I'm 48, 7, Neither of there. us are doing well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was doing well for about a week, and then I got busy and went, man, just life is kicking my butt right now. It's just that, and, and when life gets tough, you just eat whatever yeah, is in whatever's front of you. Yeah, whatever's in front of you, or yep. in the kitchen, or- Seafood diet, just whatever you just, see, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not been great, because my travel has picked up again. I This past couple weeks have been a whirlwind. I had an opportunity to go down, we talked about a few episodes ago- uh, down to La Jolla to the Nissan uh, Design Center. So we're finally going to have some of that audio. And I spent a week in Moab, which was absolutely incredible. And I saw I, some of that video. Yeah, I don't even think I botched the audio at all on that one. Yeah, well, speaking of audio, yeah, this is um, it's something that we are proud of. We, right. we, we, we don't promise that the content will be good. But we do promise that the audio will so be, we are, be good. So we're going to swap that promise around, and we're going to promise that the content is good, but the audio is bad on this one. Yeah, so you- And you're going to be uh, able to uh, skip ahead if you don't want to hear the crappy audio, but want to hear the great content that is in there. Do you want to explain what you did in advance? I didn't do anything. I put the recorder in my backpack, and it came out messed up. And you want to <laughs> sit there and pin it on me, and you're like- Oh, do I have to get you something I can lock and then you can't? And I'm like, really? You're the guy that has had me come here on a Saturday because you left the hard drive somewhere else. That's true. I did. Okay. I have left the hard drive, but I didn't screw up the audio. Okay. So, but what's funny it about was, that. The audio that I left on the hard drive was still listenable but, when it hit the ear holes of our what's listeners. what's funny is you're like, well, it's not the first time that you've done it. And I'm like, seriously, mister, where's my, where's my cable so that we can take the show we just recorded and then make- 
make hay with it. We're, we're on the fence about this. No, no, no. You're on the fence. I, I I'm not. I'm not thrilled about it. The content is good if you can hear it. If you can hear it, you might have trouble hearing it. I think uh, we need to be humbled every once in a while, and us providing you with super top-notch audio, you guys have gotten spoiled with that. And we just need to remind you every once in a while that yeah, life isn't perfect. You're not always going to have great audio. It's the only medium that we're we're delivering them only audio. There's no visual. They can't like right. close their eyes or, or plug their ears, put their fingers in their ears, and right. then imagine what we're saying. It's the only thing we're giving them is audio, and then we right. junk it up. No, 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 no. The 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 recorder failed. I can't I can't help that. It didn't fail. You just turned the input way down so low. I didn't touch it. It was okay. Listen, it did it on its when own. When you throw a couple microphones and a recorder in your backpack and it bounces around the back of your vehicle on some of the hardest off-road trails in the world, sometimes the audio gets a little fudgy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you just got to look down at the levels. That's it, my friend. Well, you know what? I didn't. So this <laughs> is what we have and, you know, if you're going to sit here for 3 years oh. and talk about how I'm the knife. I'm the best audio editor in this side of the Mississippi and all that kind of stuff. Then now it's time for you to shine, my friend. Now it's time for you to turn tin into gold. It's it's no different than you saying, make me thin. I can't. There's nothing I can do with that body over there. <laughs> Very low blow. <laughs> that, that, that was almost uncalled for. And I'm going to say almost because I'm sure it probably was called for. And that was your, you, fine. You know what? Get your dig now. Listen, I brought back bad audio. I get it. We're still airing it. Now, I will say this. To your credit, yeah. the audio from Nissan, 100%. Yeah, because I did that like a couple days apart. Why did it change in a couple days? I don't know. Were you sitting on the recorder on your way up to Utah? No. Thank God you got the Nissan audio good. Because the Nissan audio is great. I know. And you guys are going to love because we're doing a truck review in the Nissan audio. No, 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 no. Weren't you just talking about how we never do jingles in front of the jingle? And then oh, we because did we it? haven't started the show we yet. Started the show well, yet? Well, then stop. Let's talk about Nissan then, and then let's talk about Decked, and then uh, Durless Parts, and then we will get into the jingle, and then we get right into the Nissan stuff. But we got to do the Nissan stuff before all that. So go. If you guys are in the market for a brand new truck, look no further than the Nissan Titan, the Titan XD, and the Frontier. You know, the Titan tows up to 11,040 pounds, and it's got the most standard horsepower and torque in its class. Well, you can get yourself a uh, Frontier. Starts at 27,190. The Titan at 36,650. Is that all? 27? 27,190. And that's with the uh, new 3.8 liter dual overhead cam V6 and 9 speed automatic. The Titan is uh, 36650 and the Titan XD starts at 45130 and of course the Titans have the industry's best warranty 5 year 100,000 miles. Here's the question for you Homer. Yes. Legit. Uh-huh. Do you if you're getting a Titan, yep. do you choose Red Alert, Baja Storm, Deep Deep Blue Metallic, Super Black, Gun Metallic or Glacier White? I, like, I know the answer. I like Red Alert. Oh really? Yeah. You thought I should say Baja, didn't you? Yeah, I really did. I thought you were going to say Baja Storm. Nope. Well, I just don't know anything about you anymore. Red alert. Uh, you know what? Have you been talking to your other work wife? I guess are so. You, are you cheating on me? <laughs> I must be. All right. Well, if you are looking for one of those awesome Nissan vehicles, uh, check out NissanUSA.com, where you can build and price your own Nissan, or, of course, head on down to your local dealer, where you can touch and feel and kick the tires and slam the doors in person. And if you happen to buy one, we at the Truck Show Podcast will guarantee you one million miles. Are we, can we do that? I don't think so. Okay, that's dumb. Don't but, do that. But people have gone a million miles. They have. So we but can't. I don't think that we should be the ones to guarantee it. We will guarantee you- That feels you. like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Okay, fine. Well, then we will guarantee you five years, 100,000 miles of warranty coverage.
That sounds like something we can promise. Okay. And to get rid of all that stuff sloshing around inside of your bed, you got to hit wait, our friends. Wait, wait, wait. Sloshing around? What are you, carrying a pool back there? What's I guess. Well, I, you know, it's like a wave of tools going. Well, then wouldn't it be thunking around? No, because it, it, it does it. it wa- as Bouncing around? Okay. Rolling you, around? You just don't like sloshing. It's weird. Why, why would you carry a, a liquid? I think you could have metallic objects sloshing. I don't. I you actually, don't think so? No, unless it's mercury. Oh, yeah. And I think that's illegal to carry in the back of your open <laughs> yeah, bed these days. All right. Well, if you have a whole lot of mercury in your bed and you need to uh, you need to contain can it. Can you put those into Texas? Yeah, you, absolutely. You can, the twin sliding doors will hold mercury. Can you imagine how heavy it is? No, Mercury's wait, wait, wait. really heavy. I can't guarantee a million miles, but you can guarantee that your deck system will hold mercury. I, I don't I think, think it could. I don't think we can guarantee that either. No, I'm pretty sure we can. I don't. I think so. We should dial a lawyer. Anyway, you can put your uh, mercury inside the dual sliding <laughs> no, drawer system. No, you can't put mercury in your drawer. Okay, so to get rid of the sloshing, uh, the sl- you got to put all the stuff inside <sighs> of your twin drawers or your D-box, your cross box. And you got to use those organizers in there, or you can lock it all with your drawer locks and keep it all in place with your core tracks and your spring-loaded load locks. That's how you stay organized with our friends at Decked. Okay, well, at that's, Decked.com. that's great. Organized and all is great, but did you know that at Decked.com right now that you can win a Traeger Ironwood 650 pellet smoker? I got to say, if you're going to Decked.com, you don't need that because the Decked sliding drawer system is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm pretty sure a smoker also does that when you put meat in it. That's what she said. All right, so uh, if you enter to win a Traeger pellet grill on uh, Deck.com, you just have to fill up the little screen that pops up to unlock VIP offers from your friends over at Deck.com. All right, Holman, what happens when I have so much mercury in my twin sliding door deck system? You can't carry mercury in your bed. That it blows out the uh, the ball joints okay. in my suspension. Okay, your, your whole... Your whole premise is flawed, but let's say that you have a blown ball joint anyway. <laughs> you want to head over to DuraLastParts.com where you can check out the DuraLast Gold Ball Joint. These ball joints are great for the most demanding trucks and SUVs in severe duty applications. They include hardened studs, a larger ball, integrated bearings, Zerk fittings with premium grease, super anti-corrosive coatings, and they're faster and easier to install for most pros, including a premium castle nut, upgraded grease valve, knurled housing, increased housing size, there's 103 SKUs covering the most popular domestic truck and SUV applications. And yes, lighting, they are mercury-free. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, Holman, what is first on the docket, as they say? Do they say that? Uh, they do in court. Okay. Have you uh, <laughs> been showing up to your court cases lately? or No, no. There is an officer outside the door, though, waiting uh, for me to uh, check in. Well, this is going to be a long show then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What should we start with? I've got some great Nissan content. Uh, went down to uh, La Jolla, California, just uh, in the San Diego area. And a real treat got to talk about the new Frontier's design with the head designer, but also they had on hand a 1991 hardbody King Cab SEV6 from the Heritage Collection. 
and I may have talked them into letting me take it for a drive. So we walked around, we did the normal deal that we would do with such a thing, and then I said, there's nobody here. Can I drive it? And they went, well, hold on, let's, uh, let's, we need to text uh, back in Tennessee and see if uh, this is okay. Well, little did they know, Dan Pass, friend of mine, listener of the Truck Show podcast, was on the other end of that text, and he said, yeah, he can take it around the block. Nice. So uh, I'm not going to say that it didn't have current registration. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say somebody followed me in case of some horrific thing happening. But none of that, not that it happened, (laughs) was needed at all. You were a professional driver on a closed course. I am a professional driver. Yes, I was on a closed course. Yes, Lightning. Thank you. All right, let's get to the the meat of this. All right, so this is Holman. I am uh, down here in beautiful La Jolla, California, not too far from San Diego, at uh, Nissan's Design Center. And uh, we're, we're getting the chance to hang out with some designers, talk about the, uh, the new frontier. And over in the corner, I see something a little bit special. So uh, who am I with right now? Hi, this is uh, Jonathan Bueller. Uh, I help manage the uh, heritage collection for Nissan North America. And uh, over in the corner here is this beautiful, uh, I don't know what the color would be, but an SE V6 two-wheel drive Nissan hard body king cab. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah, exactly. You've nailed it. And that's exactly what you have in front of you. So this is one of uh, many vehicles that we have in our heritage collection here in North America. Uh, we brought this out as this kind of really represents uh, the evolution of the truck, you know, starting in its humble beginnings back in the uh, the late 50s all the way to our new Titan and our new Frontier that we're showing you guys today as well. But yeah, this hard body is really special to us because of its spec. Um, and we've got a sister vehicle, our sister hard body, uh, which is a um, regular cab, four-cylinder manual, basically the base trim that you could get. Sure. Didn't even have a radio in it, nothing like that. But this one is like pretty much fully loaded for its time. Uh, but then, you know, this one being a king cab, it has the really cool bench seats, which hopefully you guys get to check out. Yeah, we're going to, uh, Jason Gonderman's <laughs> with me from Truck Trend, and he and I are going to try and uh, get in the back of this thing and hope that we don't uh, max out the gross vehicle weight rating. In fact, we were bet a dollar that the two of us could not fit in the back of our high school pickup trucks uh, in our girthier <laughs> packaging today. Uh, let me just tell you all out there in podcast land, I've got a crisp dollar in my pocket from winning that bet. No, you don't. I sure do. And, um, you know, it's funny, this, this color, it's like a ruby red. Uh, my friend in high school had a two-wheel drive, hard body, a regular cab. Yes. And uh, that was his, his ride in, in high school, and he had the same red velour interior that this yes. one does. It looked just like this, except <laughs> it was uh, a regular cab. Yep. And uh, we did all sorts of really stupid stuff. So uh, it's surprising to me to be here right now seeing this because it's starting, I'm, I'm being awashed in memories <laughs> yeah. of my high school years. Some good, not, some, uh, not so good but surrounding this uh, particular truck. So, uh, and then all, obviously uh, we know uh, Dan Pass, our friend over at Nissan, who has actually reached out to me to the truck show uh, yes. podcast audience and said we, we need to find this basically this exact truck in a 4x4, in a 4x4. for the collection so yep, you're exactly right a, a bunch of our uh, listeners have been sending us uh, craigslist ads from around the country yes. we've been passing them on to dan and uh, we had a couple winners in the last week so i'm going to awesome. keep doing that and hopefully we can get a 4x4 version of this truck yeah but- we're super excited about that and thank you for working with us you know dan being the director of the heritage collection you know i'm glad that you guys are, are working towards uh, helping us find that 4x4 because that is our uh, missing link in our frontier, uh, you know, hard body 
pickup truck lineup. So what year is this one? And we're talking about top spec. What was top spec for the year of this truck? Yeah, so this is a 91 okay. uh, model year. Uh, so this was actually built super late in 1989, uh, but released as a 91 model year. Uh, but this one will, will literally have all the belts and whistles that you would expect from that era. So with the V6, you obviously get the, the considerably more powerful uh, you know, engine over the four cylinder, but then this one has the automatic versus the manual. Uh, but then, yeah, you get a radio, you get uh, a lot of really nice touches on the inside. So yeah, when we Can we move, do that again, hold on. We yeah. gotta hear that door because that's so classically Nissan Hardbody. Yep. Oh, oh, just the way that pops. And then, and then the way it closes too, it just has a... I just, I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, you walk around and you go, you know, I remember my grandpa, he would slam doors and if it didn't sound solid, he didn't want to buy the car, right? Exactly. It's one of those, those, those vehicles where you're like, oh yeah, I like that. That, that just sounds perfect. <laughs> it's so weird, Holman, that that is such a, like that, that sound. Oh, dude, you just pull up that handle and pop and it springs out in your hand and it's like, ah. But I, but until I heard that noise, I had forgotten You that. hadn't heard that in a while, had you? Yeah, that's mm. wild that it's, uh. It elicits such a uh, such a uh, uh, visceral response. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's uh, that's good audio for you. But yeah, when you go into the <laughs> unlike the audio you'll hear later, <laughs> later in the show. Uh -huh. Yes. But yeah, when you go into the interior, I mean, uh, you know, with the, the velour that you have, oh, just... it's so it's so red. It's, it's vinyl and velour. It's so soft. So soft. I feel like uh, you don't want to be in this on a windy day because there's just you're just gonna have static electricity. Yes. But that's also part of driving a vehicle from the uh, from the nineties. The nineties for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. But yeah, I mean, the interior is just engulfed in red in different. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> different colors of red as well. I mean, the whole IP, all the way down into the carpets, is all red. So. Uh, it's just a really unique vehicle. It really kind of shows, you know, <laughs> uh, the the age. Uh, Let's see how know, many miles decades. are on this. I'm looking here. It's a uh, this one has 44,000 miles, and the dash isn't even cracked. And no. uh, it's got the center console. Sure and, does. And uh, it's this was probably pre cup holder. Yeah, this is pre cup holder. Okay. So you're lucky enough to fit. We call know, that anything. PC, by the way, in automotive, oh. uh, you know, jargon, pre cup <laughs> holder. So that's yep. how we can separate modern cars from uh, from older cars. Is uh, this is a PC generation? This is totally a PC <laughs> generation. Although they do give you a big enough cubby to you know to try to fit. You put a big gulp in there. It's square, and you got to be careful <laughs> not to use all that uh, torque from the V6 yeah. on acceleration. Otherwise, you'll <laughs> spill it back. But I think you probably could fit a. Uh, you know, a big gulp or something in the in the cubby there. I think you're absolutely right, but um, but then yeah, the best part about this is getting your way on back there with the uh, the little bench seats uh, and your oh, own man. personal speakers back there. The sideways facing benches yeah. and uh, man, that brings back memories. The carpeted uh, rear wall with those those are pretty big speakers. There's like six by fives back yeah, there or six something. Six by fives, yeah. So pretty nice. Uh, get yourself a, a little bit of tunage going on. Well, let's see, what do we have here? It looks like. Uh, Oh, we got speakers in the door. We've yeah. got, uh, let's see, ooh, a tape deck. I haven't seen a tape deck. This one has AC. This uh, one does have AC. Adjustable yep. uh, a steering wheel. Yep, fully adjustable steering wheel. Then you've got your fully adjustable seats as well, so. I mean, um, this is bringing back some serious memories. I. I I just have dust in my eye. It's not. It's not tears. It's just. It's a little it's windy out here today. Yeah, no, judgment, no judgment. No <laughs> judgment. And this has the two-tone uh, stripe package on it, so it's uh, got like a silver uh, uh, two-tone kind of feature on the bottom. And uh, this has the bed liner in the back too. It does. So it has the bed liner, and then it also <coughs> oh, has the pop-up uh, yeah. hooks. So, so in the stake pocket, this one's equipped with uh, cleats that uh, are spring-loaded, and you push them down, and they pop up. So. Uh, for those of you who are listening and trying to figure out, this is, again, this is the uh, King Cab, but it's a long bed, two-wheel drive. That is correct. And uh, the thing I love about the King Cab that 
Nissan did so special, especially it's, it's, it's apropos, if you will, because we're in the design uh, center, but it's the way the rear window was done. Not only did it come over the top, yep. not very many vehicles did that. That was very much a Nissan thing, but also this cut line that starts at the bottom of the rear window and flows into the bed, I always thought was really cool. Yeah, and you see this similar type design language in the 620 pickup, starting yes. with the 620, you know, uh, especially with this design window. And so having, you know, that evolution through the 620 into the, the 720 and then into the hard body is really cool. Oh, but it is, it is that window, you know. The, the king cab window the king that wraps cab over window. under the roof. That's the one that you just know as a hard body. I know yeah. that there are other uh, variations of the hard body, but really yeah. that window is it. I mean, from... A mile away, you go hard body. Yep, that in the uh, the grill, the the angled nose on the hood. Yeah, those are like the two things. Absolutely, man. This thing is so clean. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, I got to convince Dan to let us take it around the block one of these days. Yeah. Well, so where does it live? So our collection is housed in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a Nissan garage at the Lane Motor Museum, where we house a lot of our vehicles. Um, so so yeah, more than welcome to. Uh, uh, right. To stop by I'm and putting it on my list of things to do is to see uh, see the collection because <laughs> yes. if this thing's there and I can convince Dan that I, I need to drive it, I think that would be you know that'd be good from the standpoint of uh, you know a podcast audience kind of you know a little reminiscing. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you have the keys to this. Uh, yes, I do. Can we start it up so we can hear what a vintage uh, V6 sounds like? Uh, I think we can. Uh, we'll grab those here for you. All right. Um, and yeah, we can get this thing cranked up. Yeah, I, I would love to hear it start up. And then, again, the hard body with that slant nose and the three, uh, the three uh, grill bars in the hood. Yep. So, so reminiscent cool. of you know, Pathfinder had the same design language, which is now representative in our in our newest generation Pathfinder. So, oh, check this out. We have the guy. He's coming. And here's the with key. The key. Yep. The Nissan key. All right. I am going to uh, park the microphone right here while you start it up. Oh, that sounds good. It's, awesome. it's so smooth. It's it sounds like I mean even that chirpy starter sound is still there. Here's the exhaust. If you want more memories, just listen to the chime of the door. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. Can't go wrong. That is awesome. What a what a treat. Well appreciate you uh firing it up for us and kind of walking us through the uh, the old hard body here that that's super special yeah, and of course. Uh, my pleasure thank you for uh we for thought we were by. we thought we were coming for the uh, the new frontier design <laughs> lesson here we go we get to talk about an old hard body that's so, it what well, a treat well awesome thank you guys for coming out I'm glad uh you guys were able to check it out with me yeah hopefully uh, we'll see you in nashville at the museum and uh, see some more cool uh, nissan trucks there or maybe pull up in the the one our listeners find for you guys four they, by four we're looking for that would be amazing all right so. you guys so uh, like we've been talking for a while now truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Keep those uh, Craigslist ads coming from around the country. The Lane Museum, the Nissan Collection, they're looking for a 4x4. And I think if it was a stick with a V6 King Cab, we would be, that would be the best thing ever. So keep your eyes peeled. We're, we're sending the, uh, the Truck Show Nation out there to, uh, to find it. And uh, hopefully Lightning and I will go pick it up and drive it to Nashville and deliver it to you guys. Would love it. All right. All right. You guys uh, have homework to do. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> I like you assigning homework to our listeners. That's right. And, uh, I mean, how awesome was it to hear the truck? 
that little ding ding and the ding, chime ding. and the chime sounds so chintzy, but it's so it just it brings just, you back. Yeah, totally. It's um, like the smell of uh, you know of a spaghetti sauce or something. You just like <gasps> you just you, you just equate so the awesomeness of a Nissan hard body to spaghetti sauce. It's my favorite food on the planet. All so right, yes, all right. Uh, you you have to play now uh, the truck review jingle. Have you ever had my wife's spaghetti and spaghetti sauce? You haven't. Uh, you haven't been to the house a, since we redid it. Weird question. Oh yeah, I yeah. guess it is. But I mean, like you know, it's no, the food. It's, it's not a euphemism. I, I haven't had her spaghetti. You got to come over for spaghetti. Okay. Oh my god. Well, I'm still waiting for my invite. Oh yeah. Well, we just finished the house. So. Truck review. Uh, truck review. Oh wait, truck review. Truck review. Yeah. Roll the golden dragon truck nuts. So the reason for truck review is because uh, we got to drive a truck. All right, so I don't know what happened, uh, but we just talked our ways into driving the uh, the Nissan. So uh, we're at the Nissan Design Center in La Jolla, California, and uh, I'm going to put the microphone here in my lap, and we're going to take a ride. Here we go. Oh. It's so torquey. It's so torquey and vintage. This skinny steering wheel. This is awesome. Oh, the memories that this is bringing back right now. It's actually really smooth. Oh my gosh, this is great. Oh, listen to those vintage blinkers. You got clear on your side? The Audi on mine here. We're cleared. It sounds like a sports car from the inside. I don't recall that. This thing's awesome. V6. So you feel the V6 is really torquey. It's geared well. It actually rides good. And all the things that you love about an older truck, super skinny, overboosted steering, uh, skinny A-pillar that you have great visibility, glass everywhere you've got your door panels right here to put your elbow out while you're driving oh my gosh Dude, this is awesome so uh, i guess it pays to uh, no dan pass all right i'm stepping on the brakes they're fine brakes are strong great pedal feel i can see why these were such popular uh, trucks back in the day Holman, the truck only had, what, 40,000 miles on it? Yeah, 44, I think. Where did they even find a Nissan Hardbody with 44,000 miles on it? I don't know the history of this particular truck, um, but yeah, I was surprised to see the mileage. The The dash was pristine. The seats had no stains, no tears. The outside was pretty good. A couple of, di you know, dings and stuff. As bone stock or was it bone a Bone stock. Oh, really? Like bone stock. Oh, my gosh. I feel that power of that V6. All right, I didn't really get on it, but actually, for like an around town truck, totally, totally drivable. Like, no issues whatsoever. All right, we're coming into this speed bump. We're going to test this uh, old suspension. There we go. We got the uh, typical axle drop where it pulls the back of the bed down. This one has air conditioning. Uh, it has cruise control. It's got overdrive. Um, man, it's, it's in really good shape. Only 44,000 miles. So... If you go off of the guy who just went, what, a million miles in his uh, in his Frontier, this thing uh, still has a lot of life left in it. <laughs> so we're uh, on private property in the parking lot because we don't have license plates, so shh. Think about that, though. He has 966,000 miles left of life in that truck. 
Yeah, whoever owned this truck uh, with only 44, weak sauce, dude. You know what I love about the- uh, Just wasted. The, wasted a good, perfectly good truck not driving it. The Nissan Heritage Collection? What's that? Drivers. Oh, you mean- it, the, It's not going to live in a museum right. like forever. Like, they brought it out. You can drive it. I drove it. That's pretty cool. No, once they're in the museum, you can drive it? That's part of the collection. That truck I was driving was already part of their collection. No, no, no. I, I understand that. But once they're in the museum, can you go there and then drive no, it? No, oh, hell no. You oh. have to be special like us. <laughs> Shh. Don't tell anybody. We've got a uh, Nissan person following us to make sure we behave. Uh, what a treat. I'm just going to uh, shut up now and let you guys enjoy the sounds of the vintage SE V6 King Cab two-wheel drive. Funny if some of our listeners have this truck. <laughs> Giving it the beat. Just had to test it. It was good. <laughs> that was not us. There was fresh paint on the uh, on the freshly striped uh, asphalt here. I would totally drive this every day right now. Got uh, Jason Gonderman with me. All right, Jason from the uh, from the front seat. What do you think? This thing's awesome. It rides so great. It's, it's classic. It smells like an old truck. These seats are actually really comfortable. I mean, this is like, uh, you know, if the new seats are zero gravity, I don't know what these are called, but <laughs> uh, they hold you nicely. They're nicely uh, bolstered. There's uh, plenty of, uh, I don't know, plenty of foam and comfort. There's They hold you well. The velour means that you don't slide around. I'm just thinking the first generation seats, are, were they some gravity? I was thinking uh, negative one gravity, but subgravity works. No, no, negative gravity. You're floating. Mm. These these are pulling you in a little bit. Yeah, like, but but if the baseline is zero gravity, mm -hmm. it's less than zero. That's negative. There'll be gravity. more gravity because they're it pulling. Depends you which in. way yeah. you're going. Well, bad, right? They were the new ones are the best, so they're zero or close to negative. So the ones that aren't no, as no, good no, would no. have positive. These gravity. are negative because the truck clearly handled well with us sitting in it at our weight. So it actually it's like. Uh, being the opposite of being on Mars, where you're lighter, there's less gravity, and so therefore they're less than zero gravity <laughs> seats. But again, this thing is great because it just—it's got that old truck vibe. The skinny A pillars that you can see out of the short dash. The actually the steering—I take it back—it's not overboosted. It's, it's actually perfect. It's perfectly weighted. Trans shifts fine. Dude, I'm serious. I would drive this today. Yeah, I would rock this truck in a heartbeat, just as it sits right here. It's perfect. Like, if you found this truck on Craigslist as a as a driver, right, I wonder what it would cost. Because if there's one in this good a shape, I would, I would drive it every day. This would be totally my daily. No issues whatsoever. All right, well, our, uh, our short drive is over. We promised uh, our friends at Nissan um, after we begged and pleaded and winked and nodded uh, that we would behave ourselves that the truck would uh, be safe, we would be safe. I'm, I'm digging it. I just forgot how awesome these things were to drive. What a, what a blast, what a treat. Uh, thanks so much to Nissan for, uh, for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to get behind the wheel because this is totally special and I'm glad we could take the, uh, the truck show along the ride too. So, all right, uh, next up, we're going to uh, be talking about new generation Frontier. Holman, you did a good job there. You brought back some memories that, uh, of our youth and the Nissan Hardbody, and that was uh, that Nissan Hardbody for me was not a work truck. It was always a mini. It was always an aspirational truck. I could never afford one. 
Jeez, uh, how poor were you? I mean, I was I was like 16, and I was working at a hardware store. Couldn't afford that truck. What could you afford? Eventually, I uh, I bought a- out like 70 Chevelle with uh, mismatching hubcaps. No, I, I was an American car fan. I ended up getting a Honda a, a 84 Accord hatchback. That's what I saved up for. Solid. My father kicked in a grand. Yeah. My first car was the 87 Accord LXI sedan. Nice. Pop-up uh, headlights. Uh, no, mine had just the, the you twin. Had the quads. You had nope, quads. You had the quads. quads. Square. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I beam. Good car. Swapped them out with Hellas. All right. What do we got next? Uh, we got news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Oh, that was one of my favorites in a while. Yeah, Thank good. you for that. that I appreciate that. It my, almost my makes up for your gift, bad audio in this coming up. My gift to you for the uh, the audio situation <laughs> for the next two episodes. Um, where do you want to start? I want to start with something I didn't know. All right. Did you hear? No. GM announced an all-electric Silverado EV to be built alongside the new EV Hummers at Factory Zero. Factory Zero? I'm not familiar with this factory. They just named a new factory or named an old factory? What did they do? That's the uh, Detroit Hamtramck Assembly Plant, which is now known as Plant Zero, where uh, the electrics will be uh, be built for General Motors. And uh, what we did find out is that an all-electric Silverado EV is being designed from the ground up as an electric vehicle, meaning the company's not just slapping batteries and motors on the current platform. It'll use GM's Ultium battery and drive system platform, same as the Hummer. And uh, we don't know if this will be a body-on-battery and four-wheel drive with independent suspension or more traditional body-on-frame and live-axle configuration, but GM said that they will be putting a particular focus on fleet and commercial customers. What's most interesting, though, is that the Silverado EV will come with more than 400 miles of electric range on a full charge. No so kidding. Pretty impressive. Uh, the top-spec Hummer EV is supposed to be 350, uh, SUV around 300 miles, which isn't super surprising because the 1500 is between 10 and 20 inches longer than both of those vehicles. So that means more room for batteries. Uh, before closing, Royce said that the coming Silverado EV will be quote-unquote packed with features and innovations that customers can't even imagine yet, and more news will be coming in the months to come. I can imagine a lot of stuff. Well, it's going to be- uh, More than lot, I can imagine? Yeah, more than you can imagine. <laughs> okay. A lot smarter people than you doing that. I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, well, uh, uh, minded people thinking about the future. That's yeah, what I meant by yeah, that. Thanks. Hey, uh, did you hear? No. Are you sure? <laughs> No. I didn't. Positive. How about new? No, didn't. Huh. Uh, the 2020 and newer Ford Super Duties can uh, get a worn winch from the factory now. No, I didn't know that, and that's cool. So uh, before uh, Ford Performance had basically said, hey, you can get a, uh, a aftermarket part to bolt it on. I think we probably talked about that. Uh, but now you can get the uh, factory to install it as part of your option package on a brand new, uh, I believe, uh, 2021 or 2022 and newer. That's pretty cool. That is cool because then it will hook into my upfitter switches on the on the Ford. They're on the headliner, right? I'm trying to think of well, my F-250. Yeah, you don't even need to use the upfitter switches because the worn uh, winch connects directly to your battery. No, but you, you'd have a cutoff. You'd, you'd, you'd like your no. Pl- no? Nope. You wouldn't? Nope. I would put a main... 
switch up on my ceiling so I can, if someone was out there, kids are playing with it, I could just kill the power to it. No, you wouldn't do that? You'd have to have a controller. How many kids are walking around with a Warren controller in their back pocket? (laughs) Probably not a whole lot. Is that a euphemism? I mean, you can do that if you want. I'm just saying it's probably not necessary. So Ford's expanding the availability of the factory option 12,000-pound Warren winch to uh, 2020 plus is what they're saying, Super Duty Trucks. Uh, Of course, uh, you could get it as an option to the Tremor, but now it's going to be expanded to the rest of the lineup. The factory option winch carries a, can you guess what the price tag is? Uh oh, uh, $1,800. Okay, you are very, very wrong, sir. $900. $3,000. Oh, my. What? Well, winches aren't cheap. Okay, I'm just thinking, like, that's, uh, woof. Did you say that's woof? Yeah, that's a little much. Uh, $3K mean, for a winch? Well, the winch itself is probably 1500 bucks, plus the mounting bracket and the labor to install it. Hmm. Probably over three grand at that point. Mm. A little spendy for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the guy that can't afford a Nissan Frontier, I, I get you. <laughs> Touche. See, see what I did there? Uh-huh. See what, yeah, it was a good one. Uh, for those of you who aren't lightning and would like to uh, have a Warren winch, the order bank opened up on April 8th, so you should be able to do that right now on your, uh, on your Super Duty. Speaking of ordering, um, I had a friend just place his $100 deposit at a dealership for his Hummer. Uh, EV. Really? What was the draw for him? Uh, the torque, the crazy 12,000 pound feet of torque or Which whatever it is. isn't really that number. I know, but he just thinks it's, uh, he had money down on a Cybertruck yep. and he thinks that the Cybertruck is vaporware and this one will be real. And I said, well, I think that the Cybertruck will be real. There's too much riding on no, it. No, for... the Cybertruck's a real thing. Yeah, I think it's a real thing, I think too. there's other vaporware out now, there. Now, he already is a, um, he's a, uh, a Hummer owner, so this oh, is a natural oh, fit for him. I didn't, you, you didn't say that he was a Hummer owner. Yeah, that so sort of he is, yeah. changes the, uh, the, the dynamic a, a little bit. Uh, speaking of Hummer, uh, I know we sort of revealed uh, the Hummer EV SUV. That also got uh, announced this past week. Uh, care to guess the starting price? And by the way, I actually think the SUV looks better than the pickup truck. It's a good-looking vehicle. It is. It is good-looking. Uh, the first, what were they? Five thousand units went on sale and sold out in an hour or something uh, like that. I mean, that's every one of them these days. Sounds seems like that's the point. It's bonkers. Uh, Eight hundred thirty horsepower, eleven thousand five hundred pound-feet of torque, which is yeah. Come on. Come on. Well, we talked about that. We did. Yeah. We have a listener who wrote us in, and, and they're working with yeah, the uh, Schlingman. Yeah, and they are working on a way to level the playing field when it comes to uh, comparison. Crazy uh, torque yeah. output comparison. So, uh, price? 102000 Okay, not too far off. Uh, 105 595 available in early 2023. No. What no. No. No, it's just ridiculous. That's crazy money. Yeah, but if somebody is going to offer that to you. Isn't it amazing? That I mean, listen, guys, listen. You're like us, okay? Do you have a hundred and five smackaroos that you can throw down on wait, a wait, new wait, wait, vehicle? Wait, wait, wait. When did the conversion rate for smackaroos become a thousand dollars? I don't know. Okay, just checking. One hundred and five thousand dollars to spend on a truck? Where? What do you do? Hey, Brosef, what do you? Are you are you a contractor? Do you build freeways? Are you an investment banker? Are you a hedge fund manager? Why are you getting angry at that? What are they doing to to buy a $105,000 truck? Who cares? They have good credit. Why are you mad about that? I guess so. 
I mean, that's that's solid, right? I'm jealous. Is it coming through? <laughs> if not, I hope so. It should be. Well, it is. Okay, good. What do you mean good? <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, the new uh, base model 2022 Nissan Frontier It's $105,000. Not even close. Oh. Uh, you could probably get five of them for uh, that price. Uh, anyway, it was spotted in the wild and had almost no camo. Actually looks pretty good. Really? Yeah. Can uh, I see a photo? Yeah. I mean, it's here. I'll show you. It's got a suitably uh, big tire on it, and it looks uh, looks even in base trim. Still good looks pretty good. Good looking truck. I want one still. Got a nice looking steel wheel on it. It's white. Like, listen. Well, I wouldn't do the steel wheels. No, no, you wouldn't do it. But I'm saying that this is the base model. If you are the pest control guy, and your company just bought a fleet of these things, you'd You're be like, stoked. you'd be yeah, great. How lucky are you? Most awesomest pest control guy in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pool guy. Yeah, that's who a, needs a Toyota? No, that's uh Look at that! I'd rather that's, have that's that. That's almost thing. too good for a pool guy. But jacuzzi guy, a jacuzzi guy. <laughs> those those things are rich, man. Yeah. My wife and I were looking for jacuzzis, and I'm like, they're also spendy, dude. Yeah, dude. You cannot touch one for under five grand. And they have to use a crane to lift it over to your house. They sure do, and did. Oh bad. no, ours came in through the side. They put it. They turned it up on its side. And your they, side yard is 24 inches wide. How is that possible? Dude, I'm telling you, I don't know. They oh, roll they, it along your retaining wall? Nope. A lot of Crisco. Just wow. uh, just slid it in. Well, that's weird if yeah. you're sitting in a jacuzzi with Crisco. <laughs> Crisco, yeah. Because I, I know you never got it out. No, it's a rapper. He hangs out with us. Crisco, yo, what up, what up? What are you doing in my jacuzzi? Is Get his out. Name Chris, and it's Crisco because Crisco where? I, anyway, uh, did you hear? Oh, no. No, I did not. Uh, Hyundai teased its new 2022 Santa Cruz Sport Adventure Vehicle, which is uh, their um, marketing spin for Hyundai's Santa Fe. I mean, which is their marketing spin for Hyundai's Ridgeline, which is not to be confused with Honda's Ridgeline. Hmm. So and we're not very excited about this. I mean, good for them. I mean, we'll be seeing it soon, and it's... It'll sell because everything Hyundai and Kia are, 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 are just killing it right killing now. Killing it, yep. I mean, for a unibody pickup, it's not bad. Maybe... Do you know what's still tough to get a Telluride? Two years later, it's still tough to get a Telluride. Why? Who, who cares? I'm just telling you, that's there's su- in such zero, demand. Zero interest in that story. I know. Well, sorry. Nothing. Nothing. Can our listeners have make wives. Make me more bored. Our listeners have wives that drive Tellurides or, or who want to drive Tellurides and they can't get them. Okay. But thank you for that. <laughs> Appreciate your tell, Telluride update. Right. I'm hoping in future episodes you will continue that. Can we do a jingle for uh, Lightning's Telluride update? No, I'm done. Okay. Move on. Just checking. <laughs> 2022 Santa Cruz unibody truck. Can you move on? I don't care about the Santa Cruz. You, But you care about a Telluride. At least it's an open it pickup an, It bed. was an anecdote. It was a side note. Mm-hmm. Did you hear? No. No. That's actually a quote from the guy who walked out and saw his 2020 uh, 20 or 2021 Chevy or GMC van going up in flames. Oh, Why? What uh, happened? What's going on? There's a recall on the 6.6-liter gas-powered heavy-duty Express and Savannah uh, vans. Apparently, at the end of last month, GM announced that it's recalling 10,154 uh, vans powered by the 6.6-liter gasoline engine due to an, quote-unquote, anti-rotation tab on the positive battery cable terminals possibly coming into contact with the fuse block attachment post. Um, apparently, it could cause uh, Sparking. Fire. Yeah, arcing. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, not not great. Uh, so if you have one of those vans, make sure you uh, take them in for the recall and get that fixed because we care about your safety. And you should have ordered a Duramax. Love you all.
No, you should have ordered a Nissan NV. Better, better. Sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, smart. Speaking of vans, uh, Mercedes-Benz, did you hear? No. Uh, they announced that they'll build their next e-sprinter in the U.S. Production starts in 2023 for the all-electric Mercedes-Benz e-sprinter van. And you'll be able to apparently get it in uh, a uh, cabin chassis, a flatbed, a people mover, or an ambulance. I'm so conflicted by this, as will be many overlanders who want to be super green and yet get stuck off-road when their batteries <laughs> yeah. die. Or in an ambulance when your uh, <laughs> oh. lights and sirens wear down, uh, the huh. battery down a little faster. Than. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, did you hear? No! No! <laughs> no. No, I Jeez, did not. <laughs> that, that, was, that was awfully aggressive for just talking about Ford's new VIN lookup. Uh, you head over to uh, Ford's new uh, VIN towing calculator tool. You can actually put in your, um, I guess it's your VIN number, and figure out what your actual payload is for your VIN number, rather than saying, oh, I think it tows about 11237 or something like that. It'll tell you uh, exactly based off your options. Yeah, So I guess there's two tools, the uh, VIN towing calculator and the towing needs assessment. Uh, it'll help you determine which uh, F-150 or Super Duty truck uh, is best for you, and uh, that's in place of the Toa Sode. So go look, <laughs> oh, go look there. <laughs> wow, we cheaped out. Uh, and uh, one last little bit of uh, uh, Ford news, the 2022... No. No, I did not hear, Holman. <laughs> you did not want to uh, hear about the Ford news. Uh, the 2022 Ford Super Duty uh, gets uh, redesigned with the uh, big screen, uh, redesigned dashboard, although it's not the same as the F-150 dash. Hold on, Cowboy. Yeah. You said big screen. What big screen? It gets a brand new 12-inch landscape-oriented touchscreen in the uh, Lariat trim level and above, and will run the latest Ford Sync 4 system. Still not as big, but close to the RAM. Well, it's uh, the RAM is uh, 12, but it's a uh, portrait. So it's much larger, much more <laughs> Tesla-esque. Much more, I mean, they're both 12 inches. Yeah, but you said one's landscape. Right, the one is landscape. Yeah, but hold on a second. It's 12-inch, di- oh, is it 12-inch diagonal? 12-inch. That's how they measure all of them. Oh, so it is the same but size. It, well, in... You have to now. You're getting into muddy waters because now you have to go how many pixels by how many pixels for total screen area. And I don't Do we know have, the resolution. It's five. The resolution is five. Oh, it's like a, it's like a bit. Not an eight bit. It's just <laughs> five pixels tell you everything you need to know. Right. I don't know what the resolution is. The Ford says we have a big screen. I tell the truck show podcast listeners we listen. Ford has a big screen. Go see if you like it or if does it, it have inky blacks. I don't know. If it's a GM, I guarantee you it doesn't because GM doesn't know what a freaking inky black is. And for all of you driving freaking 2020 or newer Chevy Silverados and GMC Denali's and all that crap, why the hell does everything red on your screen look pink? And if you want to you ch- come at me, bro, plug in your Apple CarPlay and everything on your phone that's red is freaking magenta or pink on the, on the freaking GM screens because they don't know a contrast ratio if it hit them in the face. They don't know what red is and this day and age you should how can you not have a beautiful screen damn it that's funny i don't recall asking for a really 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 boring story my god don't you understand no one cares i i liked it all right well fine let's get into uh bad audio homan it's been a minute since we've played this jingle but i i think it applies so that so that so that happened Now we frown. Please don't happen again. So 
so that happened. The trend, the trend that we hope does not continue is Holman recording, uh, putting, setting the input volume much, much too low. I did not touch the recorder other than play and record. And, and so the input is so low that when I boost it, it sucks up all this garbage with it, which you'll soon hear after. Well, okay. After, what's this? How about piece? I play this, this good audio and we'll, we'll start with this so people can be reminded what good audio sounds like. Okay. Well, what is that? Oh, that's the Jeep with the 392, isn't it? Oh, I mean, just the gloriousness. That thing, dude. Well, we'll talk about that in a future uh, episode, but hold my mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper, because, wow. Anyway, 392, 470 horsepower, 470 pound-feet of torque. It is really, really good. I mean, really good. How good? It's really good. That's really good audio, too. What we're about to play is Holman with Mark Allen, head of Jeep Design, and it's maybe not the best audio, but here goes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What? Can I play one more thing for you to hear? Uh, sure. Okay, I just want you to hear this. Listen. Don't look at my phone. Go ahead. Just listen. Is that Magneto? Nope. Is that an RC car? Nope. Is it a Tesla in the dirt? Jeep Wrangler 4xE in all-electric mode. Oh, no kidding. Same 470 horsepower as the V8. Two completely different sounds. Oh, wow. That thing was pretty cool, too. Huh. But uh, I'd like to get to my friend Mark Allen, head of uh, Jeep Design, and I will apologize for the crappy audio. If you want to skip ahead through this portion of the Truck Show podcast, we will not frown upon you, but uh, you may miss some little fun tidbits about uh, some of the things that go on at Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, I've got four other clips that we won't play in this episode. We'll do it next week after Lightning figures out how to fix my my flub. And uh, here we go. All right, so uh, the busiest man here, Mark Allen, head of design for for Jeep, and uh, he's been on the show before. So we're, of course, out here uh, at Courthouse Rock in uh, the Moab, Utah region. And Mark just did a spiel on all of the awesome uh, concepts that were here. And I said, wait, you have to do that again for us. <laughs> and now we've got everything from these killer overlanding uh, yeah, yeah. concepts to Magneto, which I think is my personal favorite. And I see my old friend sitting over there, the mintage green Wagoneer yeah. that you yeah. Uh, yeah. so nicely dropped off at my house a couple months ago and I got to drive for, uh, for a couple weeks with the pig dog. Yeah. Well, you brought a bunch of uh, really beautiful concepts. I think maybe start with the 392 just because we did that on the show. Mm-hmm. I've driven it. That was sort of, it's sort of funny. You did it uh, out of order in a sense because you guys can't really change plant production uh, timelines yeah. and things like that. But that was supposed to be the teaser last year with like, Hey, we've got a four-door Jeep with a V8 and half doors. Go yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. What would happen if it was real? <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, the 392, uh, four-door only, and we're introducing that right now. In fact, I just talked to a guy yesterday who just got his. Uh, I've got one. It's my, my work, yeah, work car. I'm finally drive it tomorrow. So yeah, I'm excited to it's a car I have to drive it with. Um, 
only on the four-door. And what we've done here, we've added to it uh, 37s and thirty-three from the factory. Thirty-three from the factory. But our concept, in, and we were waving our fingers in our concept, and uh, it's the combination of power, uh, power top. And the half doors, which I think is just a dynamite combination, yeah. where you can open the roof, take the quarter windows out, and now the upper parts of the half doors. That is a, that's the perfect car. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. Um, so it's that. We redid the interior. It's got this great oxblood interior in it, and the exterior is uh, granite crystal. It Looks right. Great. Sounds right. It came out great. All right. Uh, the next up is the, uh, I think, the Red Bear. Jeep Red Bear, which is... Um, so I heard that it was supposed to be called something else, but then there was like some copyright things or something along the lines? I don't know. I don't okay. recall. I wasn't right. there. So Red Bear, where did Red Bear come from? <laughs> Red Bear came from an email from Jim Morrison, head of uh, brand, and it's <laughs> kind of... I think, I think uh, honestly... The Canadian it was, thing, right? It wasn't on the schedule until about two weeks ago, and he said <laughs> he wanted to build this. So I imagine he just wanted to build it and have something to drive around here. No, well, that's, uh, that's, uh, you can do that when you're the boss. We'll check in with him later yeah. and find out if that's true. It is a... Uh, Gladiator Rubicon Diesel. It's a it's a uh, a Jeep Diesel pickup, which is awesome. I'm glad to be able to say that. Yeah, right. a Production vehicle. I think um, of how many years we've been doing this. Where it's like, when are you gonna have a diesel oh, I know. I know. truck? Jeep. And now Trust it's me, as, as anxious are, as the customers are for this, uh, we're the ones whining the loudest. Well, America. not only that, but you guys see it a lot earlier. You know it's coming. You can't talk about it. And so you know we joke on the show like all the NDAs I have and embargoes and stuff like that. And it's just funny because, like, you just you want to be like, it, just relax. We got you, right? <laughs> yeah. But you can't. Yeah. No, you just have to can't. be coy. Same with V8s and yeah. diesels and all that. Um, the uh, that, what's special about that truck? Uh, it's the kind of the intro, the diesel. That's that's out now uh, with a, a tied to a Rubicon. We added 37s to it and then changed the axles to uh, 48s to yeah. get that back. Uh, it is a soft top, which is it's, it remains the, the only soft top. Uh, pickup truck you can buy and then we added the half doors to it the interior on that is crazy it's this uh red flannel it looks like buffalo check or something right yeah like it's red and uh, black uh, flannel pro tip we actually yeah. just go to bass pro shop we get <laughs> a sleeping uh, bag four <laughs> xxl shirts okay cut them cut them up we really do uh, cut them up and we make that uh the seat insert and it's really cool it looks like the uh the brawny paper towel man's truck on the inside <laughs> It does uh, have a little maple leaf on the outside, too, yes. for all of our... We have a huge... Our, our second biggest uh, um, region for downloads is our Canadian friend. So, yeah. finally, guys, you say we don't do enough with, you know, Canadian stuff. Here you go. Yeah, right I was... I, I with could. love from Jeep. All right, so, uh, so yeah, Red Bear. And uh, the, the cool thing is you guys have the rack on the back, and the soft top still works with that. Yes. Which is yeah. kind of a neat... It's got, like, a... Uh, I call it swing set, but it's a, uh, a cage, or it's a uh, roll bar structure. It goes over the bed. offers a different look. And yeah. you threw this, this spare tire... 37 through that in the, in the uh, cargo bed of it. Super cool truck. Uh, again, half doors and a soft top make that pretty desirable on top of the, the diesel. Uh, so let's go from Gladiator to Gladiator and talk about uh, Far Out, which is the follow-up to Way Out. Do you like that name? Far Out, dude. <laughs> Far Out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, the most striking thing is, uh, is Earl. Can you talk oh, about yeah. Earl? Yeah, Earl is the exterior color he's describing, and it's a really light, uh, looks like wet cement gray. 
It's With just a got a little, little bit of green to it. Tinge mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, and now, uh, you you get to name the colors, right? I, I get to pick the colors okay. and name the colors. Can we talk about Snazberry and Snazberry? Snazberry, uh, which is from Willy Wonka, right? Can we say that? Uh, Snazberry is Snazberry right, is not because yeah, see, that's yeah, why I'm confused. Okay, yeah, yeah. how about Stingray? Stingray uh, is just like trying to work work gray into a word and we yeah. went through a period where we were doing we were naming like animal colors yeah. rhino and stuff like that so yeah that's where stingray hella yellow i'm mean, sure the corvette guys are kind of mad about that. how did you get hella yellow passed through the sensors that uh, oh that's geez. easy we didn't ask oh yeah. okay all right yeah um another one of my favorites uh well and i'm pretty much i'm pretty sure that this was the story you told me so you told me that you basically have two color palettes of jeeps you've got the skittles collection which is all the bright colors and you've got the Sears vinyl siding vinyl collection, siding collection. All, right? Yeah, the really, the really quiet the colors. Quiet, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, the, my favorite colors was going to be a color that would not pass the sensors, and that was uh, my boy blue. Yeah, we didn't get that. And they, they, you didn't get they, that they, one. They did to get a hold of us. <laughs> that that, that was not a good yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Bad color yeah. name for a uh, car company. Excellent color name. <laughs> I, I liked Luke, it. I, uh, we have fun with the, the color names, honestly. Like James. Uh, James Solid. James. Yeah, we didn't get that. Uh, you didn't get that one either? On a, that was a, a brown for those who play yeah. taking score at home. Uh, we did get um, Floyd in. Uh, right. Not in this market, but in China, we got uh, Renegades that were Floyd. And it was a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a pinkish hue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, so that's why we got. Ended this up with this Earl. is the thing. Okay, yeah. I know everybody in their mom now is painting toe hooks red. That was a you thing. That's yeah, yeah. With my Jeep. I did it on my Jeep. Literally, first. you you are literally. It's not like oh, Jeep started. No, Mark Allen started them. The Jeep Design Studio and everyone yeah. copied them. Yeah. All right, so let's that's right. out of the way. But but the colors. Then then came the Easter eggs, right? So everybody's like, oh, Jeep has Easter eggs, and then got got out of control. Now every manufacturer copies you on Easter eggs, right? Yeah. Sorry and, about that world. Yeah, right. So that was also Mark Allen <laughs> uh -huh. and his, his team. Yeah. But the, the thing about the Easter eggs and the color names is that everything is there's a, a story or inside joke yeah. that that just makes you giggle, yeah. and 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 people just love to be in on the joke. And it's not always possible because sometimes it's so convoluted yeah. that there is no way to bring other people in. You just have to appreciate them for what they are. Is that true? Good with all that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell you a funny story. Uh, on the on the Renegade, if you open the fuel door, there's a little spider right. there, and it said "Chow Baby." Chow Baby. That was me. And um, so that was on the so that was on the the prototypes, the pre-production ones. No, it's on, it's, on the production? it's on production because somebody who we're going to talk to later was mad about that and then wanted it removed and I thought it was hilarious. I don't care about his feelings, <laughs> honestly. Um, so I got accosted by our chief engineer and it, it, uh, the backstory, I just, wiser spider, no good reason to cut it. It was funny. funny. And then Chow Baby, because we were flying back and forth to Italy, Italy to do the, yeah, the engineering on it. And we just, yeah. like everything over there is just chow, 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 chow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It was it's just funny. a fun. It, yeah. it was really. It was really a five-minute conversation. Right. It's become this thing. Um, anyway, the chief engineer accosted me. Can I just like, point out that you literally had a fuel filler door molded with a cartoon spider and a thought bubble yeah. that says "Chow Baby," yeah. and you got it through where they were actually putting that part on automobiles. That's super easy to do because you, <laughs> what you, the the thing you do is you don't ask. You just yeah. release the surface and, and Bob throw. My boss tells me, he says, I don't want, he says, I don't know where they're at and, and I don't <laughs> want to know. know. Yeah, he says, I want to be a surprise what about, Okay, tell the story about the flip-flops that are on the... No, but I got to finish my... Oh, okay, but, okay. So uh, the chief engineer, he says, hey, man, we can't put the spider on there. 
He says, we got to take that off. I said, why? He says, we'll scare people. I'm like, I, I got bad news for you, man. We put snakes and kitty cats and goats on our cars, yeah. too. And Sasquatches yeah. and Nessie. Yeah, but vipers and hellcats, yeah. all that. I said, you, you not aware of this? Spider's fine. The spider's okay, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay, so flip-flops. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things on JL that people, there's a lot of, you know, uh, rumors. So settle it here. What? Where did the flip-flops come from? Oh, I just put flip-flops on it. Just just, that's it? Yeah. You're a liar. Okay. Uh, Sometimes I am. Yeah. <laughs> Far out, and it's paint color of Earl. Yes. Yeah. Uh, paint color is Earl, and actually, it's very intentional. Shive or gray? Shive. <laughs> <laughs> Three people get Lightning. Well, we have it. We stole a drop from an old conver- uh, commercial where Earl goes, Right. So we played it on the show. So right. Yeah, it's intentionally the outside of the car is very, very quiet. So, dude, I say it looks like an Argentine phone truck, phone repair <laughs> truck, or something. And then you crack it open like an egg, and the inside is like bright orange or this this blue and orange plaid. It's super it's colorful really cool. inside. Yeah. Uh, you got to see it in the evening with the backlighting stuff. So the inside. Uh, my my railing against the overland vehicles is that the wife was never involved, so they're always uh, uh, steel and aluminum and boring colors inside. We tried to make this really uh, cool inside, but still durable. So it's all done in uh, bright orange truck bed liner wood, and then there's some cool drill colors sure. in there and stuff. But yeah, you pack it up, and then and then you park it downtown somewhere. You want to you want to fit in, and then open it up, and it's this surprising colorway inside. Love that. Love it. Love it. And this thing has a Adventure Trailers habitat with the uh, Nemo tent on top, so it opens up like a, an accordion. Yes. Uh, and it's hard shell. Otherwise, it's the whole super like, hard because it's a it's not fiberglass. It's aluminum. Uh, it's a w- really well built piece. Do you know what that thing weighs? With all of its accoutrements. I do, on? but I forgot it. <laughs> it fell <laughs> off the hard drive. Six or seven. <laughs> the short term memory. <laughs> um, don't know. Can't remember right. honestly. And you got awnings. And you got. You get we have a deck deep. out front. Uh, a, a I, I saw deck. the deck yeah. I with saw a beanbag chair, yeah. and I saw the cool slide where yeah. the uh, the stove comes out from under double slide, where it comes out from under yeah. the uh, fridge in the back. Yeah. That's super solid. It, right. It's it's uh, easy to pack up, easy to deploy, uh, really well built. I thought it was uh, I, honestly a lot of times I get a part for these uh, aftermarket part, and I take take the sticker or the name tag off, whatever. That I left on because I was just so impressed with the, the quality of the piece. Hats off, Mario. I haven't seen Mario in a while. We should get out in there He's and in do, town. do something uh, for the podcast with uh, with AT. Okay. Um, oh, Jeepster Beach. Yeah. I got to come clean on Jeepster. Yeah. It's not my favorite Jeep ever. I, the okay. Jeepster Jeepster has always confused me a little bit. I but, think it was confused when it came out. But that's the, that's the fun of doing these things. So we decided to do a Jeepster Resto Mod. And it's a 1968 Jeepster. Wait, wait, wait. Which part of it is a 1968 Jeepster? What's left that you could take off and put on a 1968 Jeepster? Uh, But, so it's a resto mod. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell the story. So, uh, um, it was funny, like, just kind of digging into it, because uh, what's remarkable about the Jeepster is it was was not, uh, it wasn't a CJ where it was really bare bones, and it wasn't as big as a Wagoneer. It was kind of in between. And uh, still had the, the capabilities of the CJ. It was four-wheel drive, um, had a V6 available in it. I think that one we got to had that old odd fire sure. motor. Yep. And uh, ran, but barely. 
the uh, but the you could get things on the Jeepster you couldn't get on the CJ. Modern luxury like touches, AC, right? Like doors, <laughs> okay, door. Let's windows, start there. <laughs> a heater. Uh, I mean, these were these were optional or, or not even available. It always came with a roof. There was a there was a uh, uh, sort of a roadster version, a pickup truck version, but mostly this came as a tin top. Uh, that was that was the the most popular one. We recrafted it in. That's why it's Jeepster, Jeepster Beach. Uh, it's not a rock crawler from Moab. It's sure. chrome and bright. And this this really. This really uh, extroverted colorway. It's it's this bright gold and ivory with a red gut. Well, the the, the, the interior is because it's obviously used a lot of JL parts. The chassis is JL, the yes. interior is JL. Yeah. Uh, all red interior, which tells you what a red JL interior would look like. It actually looks really good. Yeah, it does. Um, the touch that I really Noted. liked is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next year, when we talk about, um, you heard it here first on the Truck Show podcast. Um, the gun whales. That now the Jeepster always has that really interesting body line that goes on top of the door toward the back, and that's where the ivory is. And it's like you playfully accented that, yeah. um, but it doesn't take away and it's not loud, but it, it, it needed it. Yep. It's, very, it's a very interesting angle and line and color on that body style that you guys really kind of just yes. and, and highlighted they, they, it, they, but it's not obnoxious. But it's, uh, that's correct. They did, they did that, they did a two-tone and that's where they split. Sometimes they had trim there. Uh, okay. You threw me with gun whales. It's not a term we use ever. Well, I don't know what you would call it. A shoulder? But it's not really a shoulder. It's, it's a shoulder, I guess. Yeah, right. I get it. I get right. it. But gun whales. Um, yeah, and the I, transom is angled like a criss craft. How about that? And the boat uh, terminology today. That that car boat has is always confused me. It has uh, lines that go nowhere and shapes that don't match. Sort of like a JK. Uh, <laughs> Sean. First generation KL. Sean. No, no. But uh, yeah, it's definitely styled by the people that brought you the Gremlin. Uh-huh. That that slant on the back, and it's also you got to remember at that point, that time, they were also a refrigerator company, and there's refrigerator what was the brand? details. Kelvinator. Kelvinator, that's right. An American right. Motors company. So the door handle, exterior door handle, is, it's probably not from a refrigerator, but it's it looks exactly like a refrigerator. shared the same industrial designer for cops, oh, yeah. right? And then the inside has <laughs> stampings on it that were uh, present on uh, our refrigerator and a Nash so Metropolitan. It's just <laughs> weird, uh, but in a cool, funky, endearing way. Yeah. Definitely that. Did did we have to? Yeah, we put it on a JL two door chassis and we sliced and diced and julienned the whole thing. <laughs> and it cut. came out cool. Most yeah. people won't know. Uh, you know the Jeepster aficionados, all three of them so, will know. Okay, so it has a JL windshield frame and windshield, but no, doesn't. It's custom. Is it a? Well, what I was going to say is the glass on JL, unlike a JK, is rounded at all four corners. And I noticed on the Jeepster Beach, you have it at a ninety degree square edge on the bottom. It's only rounded at the top, like so a JK. Trying, right. So I was trying to, but I'm like, but that's not a JK steer, uh, a windshield frame. So nope, it's, it's custom. It's custom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I thought it was it's nice, like uh, it's nice a little bit of though. Walt Disney. I mean, what you see is not really what you remember. That's fine. Well, you, yeah, you and I yeah. talked about this earlier. Yeah. The, the, the the design when you do these retro vehicles doesn't have to be exact. It should represent what people exactly. think they remember. Right? Exactly. Right. Because then the nostalgia. Yeah. The wagoneer was full of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're almost. It's almost one of those things where. You, if you see it how it really was, yeah. it maybe isn't as endearing. Yeah, in a way. The wagon air, we tried to just like correct some of the, the funny <laughs> proportions where the wheels were placed. A little bit of that, yeah. not centered in the wheel well arches yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the star of the show is really uh, Magneto, which is I'm super excited about it. You've already given me the, uh, <laughs> the the cliff notes on how to operate it because it's uh, it's super weird. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, Magneto is a fully electric Wrangler and uh, done in a really unique way. And the whole idea behind that was uh, I wanted to do a fully battery electric Jeep. We left the thing, it's, to be clear, it's a retrofit. Yeah. We pulled out the gas engine, we put an electric yep. engine. Yeah, this is not based on the 4xE mild hybrid no. that's out or any of that, or, or plug-in hybrid. But I left this the is... important Jeep parts, yep. i.e. the four-wheel drive uh, system, the transfer case. Sure. It's built from a Rubicon. Uh, I left the, the drive shafts, the axles, Locking. the articulating Locking. suspension, all of that. So I can uh, compare apples to apples on a regular Wrangler Rubicon. Uh, the electric motor is in place of the uh, the gas engine with a flywheel mm -hmm. added to it, and most unique uh, blows people's minds. But it's got a six-speed manual transmission, which, of course, you know me. Mm -hmm. That that just makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Well, people have to rethink how to they drive, which is why I'm confused. Yeah, and so it's uh, what they're um, we're watching yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. What we're watching is uh, splendid, spectacular control. Uh, it can go as slow as five feet per minute. <laughs> what? Uh, and it, to have the manual transmission in there and to change gears and try different things, even the low range works. Um, but this is how you drive it. You get in it, you put it in first gear, and clutch there's no clutch. You don't need a clutch. Uh, you only need the clutch ever to change gears While as you're driving, moving. Right? One, yeah. two, two, three. Um, so think do about you downshift it. or do you roll up yes. in a high gear? You can downshift. Okay. So that's remember I talked about the flywheel yeah. and then we added regenerative braking in there. Okay. It feels like a compression engine when you downshift. Got it. Okay. So off-road, imagine doing a rock garden in a uh, manual transmission having that direct yep. feel, but it can't stall. But you can pause it anytime you need to. It's not running, so yeah. it doesn't stall. So it's it's you drive it like an automatic. Uh, in that it's it's a simple one or yeah. two pedal operation, but you, there's never the clutch here, so you get you don't have to overcome the torque converter to get over something, and you know you get to wheel you, you build up some RPM, you get the wheel up, up on the shelf, and then you're overrunning. You've got a breaker. This had, and we're going to play with this car for a few years. I want to bring it out here about three times. It, it could show up next time as a four door. I don't know. But uh, I want to be able to have like an off-road, serious, hard regen, so you have to throttle down a hill. Sure. Uh, and then as soon as you let off, that stops. On the street, and this is the, the thing that people want to know, on the street, driving it in high range, um, you take away, take off from a light. Again, don't need a clutch. You're in first gear, you get going, uh, and then you shift. And it's held right now at a low RPM. We're still testing. It, should, it red lines right sure. now at 4,500 RPM. Okay. The horsepower is exactly matched to the V6 we pulled now, out. Now, you guys did that. You basically, for all intents and purposes, probably detuned the electric powertrain. There's, a, the, there's a lot more there. I would yeah. say that motor is running about half of yeah. its capability. But you wanted to match to the V6, both for longevity of the stock axles and things like that, and also to get a power band feel? Or, or I wanted to start there. Yeah, okay. We'll go Got on it. from there. There's okay. other things that are going to have to come in place for us to do that. Sure. But Again, on the street, uh, upshift, drive, it drives very normal. Downshift, it downshifts and you get, it feels like a compression engine. So it's very, very natural. You just have to think about it up front. Uh, I was telling the guys here, like a manual trans, you can put it in gear on a rock, you know, side, really steep hill, yeah. shut it off, and it'll stay there. This won't. Right. There's no compression. Yeah, so you don't park it and leave it in gear. You no. have to use the e brake. You get e brake. 
um, we're going to play with this car, the acceptance level has been high. What uh, I'm not really, um, I'm, I'm most interested in the acceptance of Wrangler as an electric motor. This isn't probably how you do it in production. Of course not. Yeah. Um, this is a retrofit, as, so as you mentioned. And range wasn't, you know, our goal here right? or how I charge. I don't care this about This was a, that. a science fair project. A little bit. You know, and you guys well funded science fair project. From the laboratory <laughs> with yeah. the Dobbert Hill. Yeah. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a direct challenge to see if we could do it, and uh, we feel good about it. The um, I'm, I'm curious to see what people say. And yeah. I, I, I have a good feeling about it right now. But, uh, yeah. That's I love doing this. I, it is a full-on uh, science lab that I'm allowing people to, to try out uh, very upfront and open about it. Well, I, I think it's exciting uh, because it, it doesn't lose its wranglerness, right? And I think ultimately as, ultimately, as time moves on and more competitors come in the electric space, you guys obviously have to keep your jeepness, but offer options. And we can see that you know the industry is starting to point in a different direction, so you have to start experimenting, figuring out what that user experience is like and what it's like off-road and, and, and start planning around that. So I think that's pretty cool. Speaking of concepts, uh, you and I hit Moab Rim with uh, some G people yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just wanted to say thank you for uh, letting me uh, get in Pork Chop. Yeah. And uh, Pork Chop was circa what, uh, 08? I think, no, right. I think it was uh, 11. Yeah, Is it I think that it was late? 11. Oh, that's yeah. right, because that's the last of the 3.8. Yes. And, so, it, and I mean, it had the newer interior, so it must yeah. have been 11, because 12, you could get the new interior, but the 3.6. Yep, I did, I've done a, now a series of lightweight um, Two doors. We may have and had fun with a more yeah, modern yeah. version of one. But they've all had different powertrains. The pork chop you drove was a 3.8 with a manual. And then I did uh, follow that up with Stitch, which was a 3.6 yeah, with an auto. Stitch. And then uh, two years ago, I did four speed, which is the turbo two liter. And we had the uh, SRT boys breathe on it. Yeah. And um, lightweight and about 350 force is. From the two-liter turbo, <laughs> and literally you could be going riot. down the highway mm-hmm. in third gear, mm-hmm. stab it, and with 35 mud grains, <laughs> it'll send you sideways. Yeah, I was heading to the river yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it's, you. It's a riot. Oh my god! But it's a light crazy. switch. It's uh, you it know, turbo leg. There's turbo no turbo. You guys have no idea. If if you were to drive this thing, you would never want to drive another engine again. No, it is no. so unbelievably powerful, especially in that lightweight. Light. All right, just for the record, can we talk about where the inspiration for Pork Chop came from? Pork Chop the car? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, out there in uh, in uh, uh, Viewerland, um, I was out here, and you had a JK that had every stinking sparkle on mm-hmm. it. It was a four-door. Project Con Artist. And it, what was the size tire with them? It was a 37. 37 axles. Bags hanging off at all kinds of every single uh, uh, supplier that you shook down for a part <laughs> was bolted to that car. And I drove owned it. by the company, by the uh, way, just so we're clear. Uh, it had like you know quarter inch steel fender flares <laughs> on it. Anyway, it was a pig. It was heavy. Yeah, and, drove like it. And, uh, and it was having three eight because it was an early dollar car. Yeah, seven so. dueler car. Yeah. Um, so I having some uh, road racing history in my background and knowing lightweight is really fun i went home and i built a uh, pork chop which uh, it was uh, <laughs> chopping the pork <laughs> off the car and we lightened it i think it was about 850 pounds which because of that i think the two inch lift turned into a four inch lift and yeah and he, i mean even you but well, it wheels great i remember before that uh, moab 
you text me, you go, I'm bringing you something to Moab. <laughs> and then I think we came out to Constantine, yeah. and you're like, do you see it? Like, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I could inspire you. Appreciate that. One last thing about Magneto. What did it start out as? Didn't you have to find it at a dealer? Because <laughs> everybody thinks a car company can you like, yeah. okay, they think, oh, Jeep's a car company. You just go to the guy at the plant and go, I need it this color and these yeah. off. It doesn't work that way. Uh, well, it does for if like you have a, lead time and it, stuff. It and, does for official, well-funded programs. <laughs> okay, okay, but, but not for me building these. <laughs> these so uh, I'm in a big dang hurry. I gotta go uh, start building this thing, and I need a two-door Rubicon with a manual trans. Super hard to find. Uh, on our lot, on our vast, all of our resources, I had my guys look in every corner. We could not find one. <laughs> so uh, we went to the outside, and we ended up at a dealership that had a two-door Rubicon with uh, manual trans that he was too happy to get off of his lot because uh, it sounds cool it's the most yeah. des yeah. desirable jeep for me but right. me uh, um, they were really happy to get rid of it but they didn't really help us out on the pricing at we all we need to get rid of it but i know you need it and, and we buy we to be clear we buy anonymously right uh -huh. so uh, dealership in lower southeast Michigan that we bought this thing from, <laughs> we're going to get you. <laughs> you have put been put on the list. Oh, yeah. Whatever whatever your allocation is this month, you're not going to get it. No, I'm teasing. But uh, that, that was the back story. Yeah, I, I needed one in a hurry. I, uh, I'll tell the story off air, but uh, there's uh, an allocation story I have. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. All right, uh, so once again, this is uh, Mark Allen, good friend of mine, uh, the, I guess, head of design for Jeep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the current job. Yeah, yeah. Been, been and then and then I could do this side hustle. You know, yeah. Well, you get all those extra dollars just like I do for the podcast. Right. 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 Uh, it's our passion yeah, project. Just stop by the pay window. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your time. I know you're busy. There's a lot of people waiting in line to, uh, to talk to you about these awesome concepts. But uh, looking forward. Thanks for wheeling with me yesterday. Look forward to doing uh, some more seat time with you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And mint juleps like always. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> The preceding audio was brought to you by Mr. Sean Holman. I thought it turned out uh, pretty good. You uh, lived up to your stellar reputation of being the uh, master of uh, making crappy audio less crappy. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of that hiss. I tried. Uh, it uh, is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, and if you liked it, we've got uh, four more of those next episodes. Oh, so, dear uh, God. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to some email, if you don't mind. You email? Yeah. Ooh. We email, click it, everybody email. Bum, bum, bum. Ba -da -ba -da -ba. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, uh. All right, who's first? Uh, Holman, you or I? Can I start with a, uh, I got an Instagram uh, DM. Can I start with that one? Do you mind? I I guess. I, I mean, that seems like it's out of, uh, it's uh, out of the norm. It is a little bit. I don't know where else I would put it other than this the, the, the email segment. So not an email, but we do get a lot of DMs at Truck Show Podcast, oh. and I'm doing my best to answer oh. them. Okay. This one actually came, it didn't come to at Truck Show Podcast. Adam hit me directly uh, at LBC Lightning. And, uh, and I have been getting some uh, to Lockjaw C20. Not okay. as many. You know, guys are following the series I'm doing over the banks and blah, 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 but... Uh, so you hit me, I'll see them no matter where you leave it, whether it's uh, Lockjaw 20 or it's LBC uh -huh. Lightning or at Truck Show Podcast. Okay. Adam writes, uh, five stars, guys. My buddy just got $30,000 for trading in his 2015 GMC Sierra High Country with 60K on the clock. He financed $18,000 on a 2021 Trail Boss. It doesn't make any sense to me 
that they're giving him so much money for this older truck. I have a 2016 LTZ, and I only paid 28 k a year and a half ago. Mind-blowing that he made out like a bandit. Love the show, guys. So I, I think he's just wondering, why did he get so much money for his 2015 GMC? And I think, um, A, it's a GMC, so it's the Denali, right? Okay. Oh, no, I guess it could just be the Sierra. What was the model that he said? Uh, he just says, uh, oh, he does say a 2015 GMC Sierra High Country. Well, but uh, High Country is a Chevy. So he's trolling us. So it's either a Chevrolet Silverado High Country or a GMC Denali. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe he meant a GM High Country and Chevy. And, I don't know, because it was a GMC and it was the upper echelon. But, it'd be the Denali. But, but I yeah. think that was one of the first years of High Country. It was only a couple of years on the older body style. So there's probably not a whole lot of those around. So it carries a premium because that was the top of the line in that uh, year range. He also doesn't say what the engine is. So if uh, it's that a would diesel, be a, no, that it's early. It's before that. What are you talking about? It's a 2015. 2015. What are we talking about? 1500. Uh, or are we talking about a heavy duty? Oh well, well he doesn't say. Could be. A, it's probably a six two fifteen hundred. Would be my guess. Oh, for that kind of money, for thirty grand. I mean, I don't no, know. No, I think that's got to be a Duramax, don't you think? And it sounds low for a Duramax. How many mm. miles? Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. I'm going to pull up the old interwebs and see what I can what I can find here. The going rate on a 2015 hmm. GMC, we don't know oh, yeah, what engine you, it has. You could get a high country in a HD in that year. I know. Hmm. 30 grand to me sounds about right for mm-hmm. a Duramax, no? No, 1500 high country price, 30 grand. You're kidding me. And this one doesn't say mile, uh, 104,000 miles going for 30 grand used. Oh my god. Silverado 1500 high country. With sixty-one thousand miles going for thirty-four thousand used, that's two grand below the Carfax value where I'm looking at. Holy mackerel! So again, I think it's a fifteen hundred because I think that's low for a Duramax. I think it's a fifteen hundred, and the high countries are in demand because they were the uh, the Luxo pickups of uh, of that year. Hmm. How about uh, how about this one? Thirty-four nine 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 for a fifteen hundred high country twenty fifteen with seventy-eight thousand miles. That's now that's just ridiculous. What? So, I don't know. Here's another one. $38,000 for one with 65,000 miles. Same year with a 6.2. That's what I say. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, going with the ridiculous, uh, I've got uh, this one here from our friend uh, Ryan Evans who says, uh, light beer and whole milk. Like it? Seems pretty simple. Why didn't banks just do their build episode on Holman's F100? I'll just leave that right here. Uh, because the build is not about the truck. The build is ultimately leading up to the engine. Truck show podcast at engine. The engine. Holman's engine uh, is a uh, is a, a Ford engine. It's a gas a twin turbo engine. Uh-huh. And Banks is specializing uh, currently in diesels. So we're launching a diesel crate engine you see and that's mm. kind of what it will center around Let's see there go ahead read your next email hey can i give you an update sure i had a conversation with mr banks Ooh, uh conversation yep two days ago about your truck oh. mm-hmm. and you have the man's commitment that we're uh finishing your truck before it was kind of like the lightning skunk works project at night mm-hmm. this one is legit now we have we are finishing as i told you the last time we're finishing the dino cell yep and uh, your truck... By the way, last time I was there, it was uh, coming along quite nicely. It is. Um, it's state-of-the-art. Yeah, we have our own emissions lab. It's, yep. it's badass. Yep. Your truck is moving over to Aon. 
uh, for a little less than a month while we finish it up. And then it will be moving back, and then Eric is getting assigned to it as an actual project and not a moonlighting thing. Ooh. Well, that so, makes me happy. Uh, it's good because the CAD is done, and uh, the stuff uh, you're, like we talked about a few episodes ago, your uh, uh, the intake uh, air system. Yep. And your, uh, your radiator mm-hmm. and intercooler core supports yep. are already drawn up, and they're being sent out to DD Wire to be uh, lasered and bent. All right. I will uh, take that under advisement. And if true, I'm happy. This one's coming from Nick. Hey, Lightning and Holman. Nick from Dirty Jersey again. I just listened to episode 146 and heard you guys read my email. Uh, Definitely perked up my crappy Monday. I also try to stay away from Newark. Well, that makes two of us. I'm out in uh, Atco. Where's where's Atco? I've never heard of Atco, New Jersey. Interesting. Uh, You may have heard of the drag strip. Nope, haven't heard of that drag strip. We're currently trying to save it from being sold and turned into a uh, IAA auction site. What is that, an IAA auction site? Any idea? No idea. Hmm, okay. Enough Debbie Downer. I drive an O2 Cummins 2500 as a daily with simple mods. Got to stay reliable because I also have an 87 Bronco 2 with a 50ZF5. By the way, MP205D40. Uh, yes. Uh, before you get into that, the uh, Bronco 2, the other uh, one of the other few vehicles that has a wraparound window under the onto the roof. Does it really? Yes, it does. I didn't recall that. Okay. Uh, what did I leave off? He's got a ZF5, an NP205, a D44. Uh, okay. And an, Here's uh, where we test lighting. Do you know what an NP205 is? The NP205 has got to be the uh, the transfer case. Very good. Do you know uh, the difference between an NP203 and an NP205? Uh, one's geared lower. No, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. Uh, chains versus gears. But is I'm it, I'm, I'm going to give you the bell. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you the bell on that one. Uh, anyway, 9-inch on 38-inch claws. Street legal in New Jersey, even with our strict lift and emissions laws. I didn't know that uh, New Jersey had stricter lift and emissions laws. They are very strict there. Uh, my beater, not so much. Keep up the great job, and I don't know why, but I really like the You Go Little Navarro clip from Emmy Hall. Uh, It'd be uh, Navarra. Navarra. Oh, and, uh, well, you said Navarro like uh, uh, Dave Navarro. Dave yeah. Navarro from uh, uh, Chili Peppers. Uh, no, and unfortunately, I didn't save that clip. It, it does exist on audio in one of our podcasts, but I didn't uh, pull it out. I didn't extract it for a, an audio drop, so I can't play it for you. You know, it's funny because when I think of Dave Navarra, I don't think of Chili Peppers. You think of the tattoo show on A&E or whatever channel it was? <laughs> no, I, I think of uh, I think of Carmen Electra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what I think of is... Um, the videos that I watched where he used to hang himself by meat hooks. You ever see that? I, I have. I also think of, a, <clears throat> of course, Jane's Addiction. Yeah, of course. I, I think yeah. of him more there than at Chili Peppers for some reason. He was Mr. Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I think for so. Sure. I think so. I got one here from uh, Doug Bassett who says, sup? Okay, yeah, we've been getting a lot of those. I don't know why. Because we asked for it in the last episode. Oh, we just said, hey, he what's said, up? He said, just send us it. Yeah, people we, are like, we, we don't have we excuses. We did say that, right. yeah. He also includes apparently a bootlegged Alice. Sup. <laughs> and then he also uh, adds this as well. Mounted parameters. So he must have found Alice and created his own bootleg copies of things she would say. I feel dirty playing a fake Alice. Should you go and say, you go, little Navarro, you go uh, with Alice, just so that we can uh, placate our previous, uh, our previous uh, writer, inner, listener? You go, little Navarro, you go. Okay, then. I don't think uh, Alice uh, knows how to pronounce it properly. Sup? 
<laughs> says Ed you get another Jones. one? Yep. Sup, homies? Jeeper J. <laughs> All right. Uh, our friend Jeeper Jones. That was a uh, short one. All right. Yep. Uh, we got this one. Uh, Wagoneer TomTom fail, and Jacob Boone says Amazon had bought the TomTom GPS system and uses it for delivering their app. And it's just like the old commercials where it would tell people to turn, and there's no road, and there's a cliff or a very sketchy neighborhood. It's real bad. Thank God they didn't name it the Midnight Edition. The Obsidian name is a great choice. Talking about, I guess, the new Jeep Wagoneer that has uh, TomTom on board, and uh, the all-black package is Obsidian. So appreciate that from our friend Jacob. Hopefully uh, they fix it, and it doesn't lead you off a cliff. Subject line is uh, methano. Methano? What do you think it is? Is that methano or methano? Methano. Methano. I don't know why, but we'll get into it from Jordan here. Your show is the greatest. Oh, Mostly thank you. educational and very amusing. Mostly. Good way to kill some time. Five stars. Nice. Thank you. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. So I've got a 2007 5.9 Cummins wrapped in a Dodge. I use it for towing often and I plan to go a million miles in it. Most of my upgrades have revolved around efficiency and reliability. I'm thinking about getting a new snow methanol setup or similar. I've read about it a fair amount, but I just want to make sure I'm not doing any damage to the engine before I bite the bullet. Is it safe for our trucks? I know it will lower EGTs. Not true. This says lightning. And a decent bump in HP uh, from the methanol. Oh, see, now I know it's methanol. And he wrote here, it's oh, methano, but he's talking about methanol. Yeah, water, exactly. water methanol injection. Uh, so he says, uh, I, I know it will make a decent bump in horsepower from the methanol and uh, cooler air intake temps. Do I have to worry about blowing a head gasket from the combustion? I really appreciate all the work you guys do. Keep it up. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, so water methanol injection does not lower the EGTs, contrary to popular belief. And uh, at some point, I'll be forcing Gail to make a video that explains that. That is a, a common misnomer uh, perpetuated by our friends at Snow. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I said that. <laughs> cool. um, other than that, it is it is good. You will see a horsepower bump. Yeah, it won't blow your blow up your engine. Uh, it, 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 it won't hurt it unless yeah. you add too much. Yeah, you don't add too much. But yeah, if I mean, you yeah. have a system that injects it, you're, they're, you know, they're all good. Pretty straightforward, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bart Harkey, uh, he's from uh, Georgia Metal Fab, writes in and says, uh, Lightning and Holman, I heard you read my review twice, so technically I gave you 10 stars. Uh, it happens from time to time. We must have really liked five your review. review. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. See, I played oh, at the same well, time. Well done. Right? No, yeah. that, that's good. And <laughs> they, uh, those jumped all over each other like we do, so mm-hmm. that was nice. Uh, he says, here at Georgia Metal Fab, we make parts uh, for manufacturers who have their own products. We've had... We have made parts for tractors, flanges for headers, material handling equipment, etc. Lightning. When Holman asked if the 1979 Broncos came with a 351 or 400, the correct answer was yes. They did come with the 351s, but it was not the Windsor. It was a 351M or 400M. They're both tall deck Cleveland-based blocks with different strokes. Crappy horsepower, but lots of torque. True, true, true. The second question Holman asked about the 78 and 79 Ford headlights, which year had square headlights, the answer there is yes as well. In 78, the square headlights only came on Ranger XLT trim level, and I forgot that 78s could get square, so you are correct. 79, all trim levels had squares. Keep up the great show, and that comes from uh, Bart at Georgia Metal Fab. Uh, if you guys are looking uh, to, well, I guess, get some fab in Georgia, well, let's give a shout-out to him. It's uh, Game Tall Fab. Game Tall Fab? It's gametalfab.com. I just think it's funny because when you look at it, it says oh, it's game, game tall, tall fab. fab.com. Gotcha. Hmm. Uh, and that's tall with one L. 
EPA is the subject line from Eric Zimmer. Dear Holening and Lightman. See what he did? He combined, combined our, our names. names. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that we're indistinguishable from one another? Every time I listen to an episode that talks about the government telling us what we should and should not do, it really aggravates me. The show doesn't aggravate me, but the government does. The show should aggravate you, but <laughs> if we're being honest. I bought the vehicle with my money that I earned. They already took half of that. I will do whatever I please with my vehicle. If I want to burn it to the think. ground, I will. If they want to tell me what to do with my vehicle, well, they can buy it for me. Back in the day, we went to war over tax on tea. Now we get taxed on everything once, sometimes twice. Getting tired of it, Eric from Ohio. Well, Holman, what are our thoughts on that? Um, Can't disagree. But moving right along, I mean, what do you want? I, yeah. I mean, but I'm a little geek. I don't want to get all angry again. It's you the know, end of the night. I know. It's almost midnight once again, and we're just wrapping up the show, and we'll go on another 20 minutes, you know, soapbox rant. And I've already ranted on this episode at least once. I can buy a diving board for my pool, but that doesn't, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to just whack someone over the head with it. No, you're supposed to do cannonballs with it, which would be really easy with your physique. <laughs> Boom! Burn. That just got you back for earlier. All right, uh, Lars writes in, Baby Duramax. Hey, are you good at cannonballs? Dude, so good. Are you? Because I, I do figure the, fours uh, myself. I do. What's this one? This Belly is, flop. No, no, no. That's this, a figure four. No, this is a knife, a uh, jackknife. Don't you do the jackknife? It's only a jackknife if you know how to spin before you hit the water, not hit your face. Oh, okay. Uh, Lars writes in, Baby Duramax. Hey, fellas, not sure what made me think of this, but here it goes. Do you recall the 4.5 liter, I think, Baby Duramax, whatever happened to that engine? Are there any around hidden away? Did you ever get to drive one, Holman? Did Banks ever see one? What year is that engine going to happen? Maybe 2008 to 2009 is what killed it. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that engine. I'm guessing it would have been great in a half ton. Thanks for reading, Lars. Yes, uh, the 4.5 liter Baby Duramax was a, a little V8. Um, it was called a Duramax, but was a lighter duty engine. It was designed to fit in the exact same footprint of a gasoline small block V8. Uh, literally, the the size, where the motor mounts mounted up, all that could be placed in it. Um, originally, it was going to be in all sorts of weird stuff. It would it was even capable of being in the front wheel drive cars. Um, for me, the first the the place that I was going to see it first was the Hummer H two T long bed, which was the refresh that was coming uh, right before the Hummer brand got killed. And then the economy took a dive, and they didn't want to take a risk on diesel because it was a little bit ahead of its time for diesel in a light-duty vehicle. And I think it would have been great. Everything I heard about that engine was really good and really promising. Um, I was supposed to drive it, and uh, things happened right before I had a chance, like probably a month before I would have gotten behind the wheel, and I never did. I'm sure there are those still running around or on a shelf somewhere uh, at the general, but yes, I do remember that engine, and I think it was a big mistake that it never came out or saw the light of day. All right, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message, and we will read it. We promise. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. I take that back. We do break promises occasionally. Like the toe soda. I was just going to say, could you please leave it in a better audio format than what I gave you on the show? And yeah. next show. It was it was awful, and the next one will be... Just as bad. Just as bad, yeah. 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 A lot of hiss, a lot of static, not much I can do about it. But we're running it anyway. I didn't go out to the middle of nowhere for nothing. And stuff. Well, you had a lot of fun. You could have just told us the stories and re... re- 
recounted what happened. Yeah, I'll do that next episode. Let's talk about it. <laughs> talk about uh, taking my uh, my Jeep on 37s behind all sorts of things on 40s and only regretting it a little bit because I shaved off all of the uh, edges of my wheels. Word has it that you almost flipped your Jeep JL. Your 2020 Jeep JL almost yes, went not sideways even a year old. over backwards. Yes, ah, over sideways more than backwards, but yeah. True story. Saved it. What kind of butt pucker situation was it? High? <laughs> tight? No, no, High and tight. Like a like haircut? No, seriously. One to ten, ten being, oh, oh my God, I'm flipping oh. over backwards and nah, I'm six. destroying my car. Oh, only a six. Yeah, six. I've, I've done worse. Now, the initial thing may have been spiked at a seven and then settled down to like a six. Okay. Yeah. Have you had a ten where you thought- Yes. What was the 10 where you thought, for sure, I'm rolling this? If you go to my YouTube channel, there is a video on it. So, at Sean P. Holman on YouTube. Uh, Project Con Artist Does Hell's Gate. And it's a camera from the inside view. Uh, there's also somewhere on my Instagram, at Sean P. Holman, is a video, is a photo of the outside of our uh, $2,007 car, Project Con Artist, uh, doing a wheel stand on Hell's Gate. And uh, there's video on the web. There is a photo it was used in a Falcon Tire ad, um, and I will tell you that that's probably the most scared I've ever been off-road. As we were going up Hell's Gate in Moab, uh, I got off the line, and the nose went skyward for a full six seconds. You can count from the first time the tire lifts off, and behind you is 200 feet of going backwards. And as we were going up, I thought, this is it. This is it. And I had the... When, when you say, this is it... Do you mean I, I'm going to die? Did you say a prayer? Did you There's say- There's a lot of cheering at I, the end. Stand by. <laughs> if you watch the video, if you go to my YouTube page and watch the video, Ken Brubaker is taking that photo and you can see him out the window as I land it and he fist pumps because he's excited for me because he's taking I, I, a photo. I, I don't care about what happened when you made it. I care yeah. about the moment you thought you no, were rolling you, you over care. backwards. You care. It lifted up and I had, it, it's a manual, I had it buried and you can literally hear the engine go- and I'm like buried my foot in the uh, in the gas as I'm trying to climb, and as it's barely inching its way up, the weight transfer comes back to the front. And goes, and I make it up and out, and it was like yeah. And I think I say something like yeah, I hope you got that on video because that was uh, that was scary and I, as I was lifting up I was thinking my uh, friend David Hamilton who used to work with us at the magazine who's now at AEV his Jeep was at the bottom and I'm thinking I'm going to crush his Jeep with my head oh man and Shane Kassad, uh from Bill Stein was with me and uh, Shane didn't say anything the whole time I think he was thinking this is it oh he was in the yeah, passenger we, yeah. seat uh-huh. oh dear lord yeah Talk about you're helpless. There's nothing yeah. you can do in the no, passenger seat. You're just sitting there going, uh, this is going to hurt, and it's going to hurt really now, bad. Now, tell me about this. When I go out, when I went out to uh, um, watching the Ultra 4 cars in Johnson yeah. Valley, yeah. okay, and there's an art to it where when they start to flip backwards, mm -hmm. they just let off the gas and they let it roll down the hill. Oh, but no, you, no, no, But no. your normal, what do you mean no? No, you, that's not on Slick Rock. You don't. You're not disengaging the drivetrain at all. If you disengage the drivetrain, yeah, that's it. If you're in well, a precarious situation, you drive through it. But the thing is, is that if you if you stop your motion and you start to roll backwards, you, there, if you uh, applying your brake, you will roll backwards. Which is why you don't touch the brake and you stay in the throttle. 
but then, keep that momentum but then if your nose is sky high, then you still will go backwards. Like then you learn a valuable lesson. No, but if you let how, off the gas, hold on, let, let go with me but for how, a second. How are the, when the ultra fork are, are they shifting into reverse, or are they um, putting it in neutral? I, I, I don't know. I, I think they're just going neutral so it levels out and it coasts down. Yeah. I mean, that may be great in competition and racing. That's not really practical when your next decision is, I'm either going to kill the guy next to me in the car with me or myself. A little different when you have full cage and you're not worried about, like, those cars are designed to roll and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, what happens when you go, if you had rolled backwards over the top of the roof mm-hmm. crushed it and you would have gone down a, b- a bunch of times oh at, yeah at least all, a all few the, right yeah i don't like thinking about it to be honest with you <laughs> i can tell by looking at your yeah, face no, right I, now, that, it still wigs you out yeah no i i uh, it's funny i saw uh, brent hensley from uh, bill stein and several years ago i think five now i he wanted to do it and so i uh, spotted him up and uh he was like like shaking, he even told me because, dude, I was shaking. Like I've never, and now he's like the Hell's Gate champion. That he went to, he did Hell's Gate like four hundred times in Moab and spotted other people. And he came up to me in Moab this year. And he was, dude, remember when you spotted me up? That was so awesome. I, now I do that for everybody. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, he's been up in a bunch of times. And he's got this big old giant gladiator on, I don't know, the forties or something like that. And uh, and I, I'm like, you've graduated from me, you know. I I gave you your first ride, and now you're all out by yourself doing it. You go, little Navarro. You go. No, um, so it was cool. It's cool. Uh, no, that, that was that was the that was the closest I ever got to really messing up or or rolling. There's a few other ones that were close-ish. That one was the most scary because the other ones were flops. This would not have been a flop. This would have been a and it would have been hard, and it probably would have taken out a couple cars at the bottom. Would it look like that red Jeep that went down the hillside a few months back where the, the girl got ejected? No, that, that's, that was a bad one. And yeah. it, it, that one just kept rolling. This, you have a, fi- a hard bottom a couple hundred feet down, so. Oof. Still going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Uh, and what's the worst that you've done um, not rock climbing, like in a sand wash where you caught, caught an edge and you thought you were nope. going to go over the side and anything like that? Nope. Nope. Usually, uh adjust steering angle and throttle and try power slide through something like that but nothing's ever you know like watch the videos of like the guy with the uh, Toyota 4Runner with the like kayaks on his roof I on just the saw that oh one, yeah. you're just going dude <laughs> no <laughs> what are you doing sand, wet sand like the stickiest stuff that you can you know didn't like, know he thought he was gonna he was learning how to drift power slide yeah, so yeah, formula well, D driver in a, a great place for that yeah nope at Sean P. Holman at uh, LBC Lightning at Truck Show Podcast where you can find us and uh, of course Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com and if you want to leave us a message 657-205-6105 five star five star five star hotline it's the five star hotline you can call and leave us a message 24 hours a day and we might even change the uh, the welcome on it someday nah you gonna leave it no it's like leave what, it. three and a half years old now or no so two what? and a half years old uh, all right, well, uh, that was a pretty good show, except for my crappy audio. But hopefully you guys will forgive me and come back for episode 170, which will be another uh, epic showing of the Lightning and Holman team. Here's what I know is going to be cool about episode 170. We're talking to a legend, Reeves Calloway. Ooh. Of Calloway cars. Uh, anything to do with Calloway uh, vineyards? Maybe something to do with Calloway golf. Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a 602 horsepower 
Silverado you might want to learn more about. Does the quarter in uh, 12 and a half. So we're going to uh, talk to him about the history of the Callaway brand and also uh, a little bit about the uh, the trucks they offer. And I'm, I'm actually looking, uh, looking forward to that one. All right. Speaking of trucks that are offered, you uh, are in the market for a truck. I know you are. You want to check out NissanUSA.com because you'll find out all that great information you've been dying to know about the Nissan Frontier, the Nissan Titan, the Nissan Titan XD, or the Nissan Envy line of commercial vans. Of course, the Nissan Titan and Titan XD come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And you can build and price them all at NissanUSA.com. And if you've got a bunch of junk sloshing around in your bed. <laughs> no, I can't do it. No, yeah, no, no stick with sloshing. No, sloshing is awful. Because, you know, you're still sloshing the mercury. Listen, if you're like a lot of truck owners and you use your bed as a giant storage area and nothing's secure and you just need a place to keep it locked down and keep it from sliding into each other and, you know, you don't want, like, uh, wheel chocks and chains and bricks to break that nice Milwaukee saw you have back there. No, you, you need a place to put it. So, Decked.com is your answer, either with a toolbox or the decked drawer system, or if you just need some handheld toolboxes, the crossbox and the D-box are awesome, and... Uh, the D-bag? You mean the uh, the decked box for your back. That's the one. All right, of course, uh, we've got our friends over at Duralast to thanks, DuralastParts.com. Uh, Duralast Gold Chassis Parts for Trucks and SUV are built better than OE for the most demanding trucks and SUVs in severe use. They uh, have hardened studs, larger balls... Integrated bearings, Zerk fittings, <laughs> superior anti-corrosive coatings, faster, easier installation for pros, and over 100 SKUs covering the most popular domestic trucks and SUV applications. Head over to DuralastParts.com or your local AutoZone, and uh, I think that's where we wrap up the show. And go get ourselves some In-N-Out or Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel's closed. Oh, man. Yeah, they closed down at, uh, I think, 10 p.m. <laughs> you mean yesterday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. In-N-Out it is. First off, I cannot believe you allowed someone to impersonate me. I'm offended and hurt. Second, you are fat and do not need to eat fast food after midnight. You will end up looking like Jabba the Hutt if he were twins. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 